Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today, tonight actually, is a Rosh Chodesh Heshvan, a Rosh Chodesh Tov, also known as Mar Heshvan, because the word Mar means bitter, and what it means is that this month of Heshvan is the only month in the whole year where we don't have either a holiday or we have special mitzvahs to do. So it becomes a bitter month. And also, it's really the beginning of the winter time. Um, in reality, this month is reserved for the coming of Mashiach. This is the month in which the third Beit HaMikdash is going to be rebuilt. So it's a whole month that is waiting to be, to be uh, it's going to be the most important month of the year. It's actually the second month after Rosh Hashanah, and it's the eighth month after uh, Pesach after the month of Nisan. This month is also known as the month of Bull, which comes from the word Mabul. As you know, this week we're reading in, the, in Shul the parasha of Noah, in which Hashem made this huge flood in which the whole world was submerged into water like a mikvah, and everybody perished except Noah and his family and the animals that he saved. Uh, that went into this, um, into this ark, into this teva, for actually one year and ten days. The Mabul began on the 17th of Heshvan, and it ended the year after on the 27th of Heshvan. On the 28th of Heshvan, Hashem promised uh, Noah with a covenant. He made a rainbow, and He promised Noah that He will never again destroy the world. But nevertheless, every time we see a rainbow, we have to remember that God is not happy. This is his beautiful way of telling us that he's not happy. So the letter of the month, according to the Sefer Yetzirah, the book of creation, uh, the book of formation, I'm sorry, is the letter Nun. And Nun is considered to be the letter of Mashiach. Before the sun, his name is Yenun. And this is in Psalm 72. In, in a, in, in the word noon in a verb form main, means to reign and in a noun form it means the heir to the throne. So it's very obvious that this is a month of a monarchy, of, of, of kingship, of, um, of the king coming to sit in his throne, so, uh, the king Messiah. So Heshvan uh, it's the eighth month from the month of Nisan, and the number eight is, a, is an eternal revelation of Hashem. Number seven is a, is a number that is contained in this material world. You know, we know we have seven days of the week, and we have seven uh, emotional attributes that we have to refine through our lifetime. We have a kindness, hesed, gevura, which is justice. We have tiferet, which is compassion, beauty, harmony. We have netzach, which is resilience. It's a never giving up. And a hot, which is humility. And then we have yesod, which is foundation. And malhut, which is kingship. So all this is part of the material world. And in the seven days, this is what we have to do, is to elevate the material world. But the eighth day... It's a day that is out of this world. It's not part of this world. It transcends this world. That's why the Brit Milah is done on the eighth day, because it's a supra-rational supra -rational commandment that we cannot understand, and it has to transcend 
the, the logic of this world for us to be able to, to do it. So anything that goes against our logic and we have to connect to faith, it transcends this world and it's um, connected to the number eight. And, and uh, the harp of King David had seven strings. This was the harp that was played in the, in the temple of King Solomon. And the harp of Messiah will have eight strings, which will be played in our third, break, break, third and final Beit HaMikdash. So the Nun is now, uh, if you know the Jewish alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet, you'll see that the Nun is bent. It's a bent letter. But when Messiah comes, that letter is going to straighten up because it's going to break through the boundaries of nature, also descending into the subterranean realms of reality. And it's going to reveal God's all-encompassing infinite light, which is known in the, in the, in the Kabbalah as Mame Kolamim, which is an it's a encompassing light. So the, the Masal of this month, is the Scorpio. In Hebrew, it's known as the Akrav. And the sages teach that the Akrav, the Scorpio, is the deadliest member of the general category of poisonous, uh, poisonous creatures. And uh, it's the archetype of the snake from the Garden of Eden. Like the snake of the Garden of Eden used to have these like very short legs. And after it created the, the, the Eve to cause it, it, it made Eve cause the sin, the primordial sin. Hashem took away his legs, and he told him, "Now you're gonna have to uh, maneuver yourself on top of the ground because I'm not gonna feed you. You're gonna have to feed yourself." So every creature in the world is praying to God for food, even the animals. But but the the, the serpent, the snake. Uh, doesn't pray to God for, 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 for anything. So it has no, no connection to God, really. So the Akrav, the Akev, is also, it's uh, the Akrav, it's also a permutation of the word Akev, which means heal. And it says in Bereshit, and you shall bite man at the heel. And the heel really represents our actions. If you know, the heel is the hardest part of the body. It's what sustains the whole body. But if the heel breaks, you cannot stand. You, ha you can't, it, it won't support you. So the heel really represents our actions in, our, in this world. And really, this is the world of action. We come here to perform. And when we are um, bitten by the snake or the scorpio in our lifetime, which is the Yetzer Hara, this will not allow us to, to do what we have to do. It's going to uh, play games with our head. And, uh, and we'll end up doing things that we shouldn't be doing. So the poison in a snake is a hot poison, and this poison in the Scorpio is a cold, a cold um, poison. Messiah is the only one who can overcome and kill, uh, the, the, uh, and kill and ultimately revive the primordial snake and transform it into good. So. What Messiah is going to do is he's going to rectify the world. Everything that comes from the Yetzer Hara that looks evil, that comes from Klippa, it's going to be transformed into goodness in the world. And the, and the rectification of heat is our passions. And most people have their passions put in the wrong places. But we have to use our passion to be able to serve Hashem with love and with passion, with, with joy, with wanting to serve Him not by rote. 
So, and the cold is, is, um, is equal to apathy and vanities of the world. So the apathy should really be used for getting away from evil and not getting connected to things that Hashem doesn't want us to get connected. So this is what Mashiach is going to do. And the tribe of, Menashe, of, of the month is the tribe of Menashe. Menashe was the firstborn of Joseph. And, um, and, he, and it's deriving from the word to forget. Uh, because when he was born, uh, Joseph named him Menashe to forget that he had his son not in his home, that he was far away. And literally, it means to leap up and away. And Menashe has the power of a tzaddik because it comes from Joseph, his father, Joseph at tzaddik. And he forgets his hardships, his trials and tribulations of this world. And this is what Mashiach will, will bring to us because Mashiach will, will bring the power of Menashe into the world and, we, and he will transform all the pain into the pleasure of the Messianic era. And I've heard some commentaries that say that when Mashiach comes, we're going to miss this world. Why? Because it's in this world that we have action, that we're able to, to gain merits for ourselves. This is the world in which there's poor people, there's sick people, there's a needy people, whatever. And whatever mitzvah you do really brings merit to you. But when Mashiach comes, since everything is going to be transformed for the good, there's not going to be more sickness and there's not going to be any more poor people and there's not going to be more people to help. So your, your avodah to God is going to be a very different avodah. But the service of being able to, to do mitzvot in this way, in helping other people, it's, it's now or never. It's in this world. So the name Menashe is also a permutation of the word Neshama. And Neshama is uh, the soul. It's the soul. And it reveals the soul of Israel. And the Torah uh, says that Moshe is called Menashe. Somewhere in the Torah it says this. And Moshe is the, actually the first redeemer of the, of the, of the Jewish people. And he is going to be the final redeemer of the Jewish people because Mashiach has a spark of the soul of Moshe Rabbeinu. And uh, he didn't get to attain the, the 50th gate of understanding. He only came to attain the 40th to the 49th gate of understanding. And what it means is that he was not able to really understand Hashem. He said to God, show me your face. God said, I cannot show you my face and let you live. Like nobody can see my face and live. What it means is that the ways of God are not our ways. And what God does, we, we cannot understand. It's beyond us. But when Mashiach comes, we're going to be able to understand Hashem's ways. And we're going to be able to know God and understand why he does the things he does. So the 50 is also the numerical value of the word noon. And Mashiach will come, will come. He will be given that 50th gate of understanding forever. The Sohar says, uh, on the other hand, that God did reveal to Moshe the 50th gate of understanding the moment he died. But he was not able to live with that knowledge. The word Mishnah is also a permutation of Menashe and Moses with an additional noon. And the study of Mishnah uh, in the exile it will, will reveal the soul of Israel 
and thereby merit the redemption. That's why it's so important to learn Mishnah, especially when people pass away, it's a custom that the children, the sons, learn Mishnah for the 11 months of the, of the, of the first months of the person's death, because it brings the redemption. And the sense of the, of the month is the smell, and the smell is the most spiritual of all senses, uh, it says that the, the sages teach that smell is the only sense that the soul enjoys. Interesting, no? And not the body. So didn't, didn't um, the, the smell was not a sense that was used during the primordial sin. And it was the sense that saved uh, the Mordechai and Esther and the Jewish people in the times of King Ahasuerus. And it says that they smelled like Mar de Hadas, like myrtle, that they, 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 they were so pure and so holy that they had a, a beautiful smell. And the sense of Mashiach is a sense of smell. The organ of the month is the intestines. And the intestine is really that part of the body that refines, that grinds uh, the nutrients in the body. So when you eat, the intestine is what uh, grinds. The, the nutrients so they can go to your bloodstream and uh, and uh, and it has that power and the sacrifices in the temple bring a satisfying aroma to Hashem it says that the sacrifices in the times of the temple would bring a, a satisfying aroma to God what does that mean like how does Hashem has a sense of smell does he really smell it says that when the fat of the intestines of the animal were put in the altar and they were burned, it created a very special aroma for Hashem. He loved it. What this really means is that when the animals were sacrificed in the temple, they were brought for different reasons, for sin offerings, for thanking, for, for many other reasons. What we were doing in those days, the Jews, was that when they brought the animal to be sacrificed, they were really sacrificing their animal soul. Because we have an animal soul and we have a divine soul. We have two. And one part of, I, of us is completely uh, spiritual and connected to God. It's part of Hashem. And another part of us is an animal. It's animalistic. It has, it's instinctive. So when the, the fats of the intestine were put, were put in, the, in the altar, what it means is that the animal in us was being burnt, the part of us that knows to go away from evil and do good. Like our whole battle in our lifetime is to fight the evil urge and to do the right thing. And when we do that, we're really grinding the, 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 the situation. We're like grinding and we're just taking the nutrients. And when the Jew is put in a situation where he has to choose between right and wrong and he sacrifices his animalistic instincts and his nature because he goes against his nature he's really going against his nature that is a delicious aroma for Hashem and um, also the priest the high priest he used to prepare the incense and he would grind the 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 incense to be able to be burned and this is also connected to the sense of smell and the and cognate to the intestine function which is to grind so Hashem's biggest pleasure is when we refine ourselves when we uh, refine our seven midots emotional and God willing when Mashiach comes we will be able to refine 
our intellectual midots. But for now, it's our job to do the right thing and to live a little higher. So I wish you a beautiful month, uh, a month full of goodness and kindness and Torah learning. And um, remember, live a little higher. Thank you.